Welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. I'm this guy. My name is Brent. I have been an English teacher in the United States for over 20 years. And the goal of this podcast is to help you improve your English. Before we get started, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, would you mind leaving a like or a comment? It really helps other people find the podcast. Thank you so much, and I hope you learn a lot from this episode. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the live English lesson on spring cleaning. Yeah, so we are going to be here for about an hour. And I hope you learn lots of English vocabulary that you can use during spring cleaning. But I think you'll be able to use this vocabulary anytime you're cleaning. And there might be some extra ones you can just use in everyday conversation. But before we get started, I do want to say hello to a couple people. It looks like France, Thailand, and Taiwan are very well represented. And India, it looks like. So Sam, what's going on? Apple. Maria's here. Hello. Welcome. Mega. I just talked to uh, Mega. I sent you a message. You won the postcard from a couple weeks ago. And France, look at this. Regis is here. Freddie's here. Danny's here. France is well represented. Bonjour, mon ami. Bonjour, mon ami. All right, let's get right into it. And if other people show up, I'll do my best to say hello to them. But I know you are here to learn English, so let's do it. This time of year, where I live, a lot of my neighbors and my family we are doing something we call spring cleaning. Now, this happens in the spring, which in my part of the world, we are experiencing winter leaving us. The temperatures are getting a little warmer. The flowers are starting to come out of the ground. And that gets everyone in the mood to clean because maybe you're going to have some friends coming over or maybe you're going to be opening your windows, opening your doors, and you don't want everyone to see your mess. I forgot, Mize Dance. Mize Dance is here for the first time. Welcome, Betty. Got to say hello to Betty. How are you? Welcome. Fayez is here. Jeez, spring has sprung. Exactly. In my part of the world, spring has sprung. It means it's here. No more winter. I don't think we'll get snow again. So when you are cleaning, there are a couple special things we use in English, and I would like to teach you some of those. 
We'll talk about some of the verbs we use, some of the tools we use inside and outside of the house. And of course, I have some sentences for you that you can use to shadow. So the first one we have here is something called deep cleaning. Deep clean. Now, you might clean your house every week, and that is okay. But you probably don't deep clean every week. Deep clean. You might get out the mop. If you look at that picture, the person on the left, they are using a mop to mop the floor. So mop can be a noun, a thing you use, or you can use it as a verb. So that person there on the right is mopping the floor. The person on the left is using rubber gloves. We'll talk about those in a minute. And they are washing the windows. Here's a sentence you can use to practice deep clean. If you clean something really well, we might call it a deep clean. People usually deep clean when they spring clean. I hope that is a great sentence for you to use when shadowing. It's actually two sentences. Maybe I should read it one more time. If you clean something really well, we might call it a deep clean. People usually deep clean when they spring clean. And just in case you don't know what shadowing is, shadowing is when the teacher will say a sentence or say a word and then you say it after them. You repeat it. If you want to get really advanced, what you can do is rewind the lesson and try to say exactly what I say when I say it. Be my shadow. If you can do that. It's, it's a little tough. Hopefully I read that at a good pace for you. I know we have a lot of people in here who are advanced learners. We have some people who might be intermediate learners. Probably nobody who is a beginner. But if you are a beginner, good luck. It is going to probably take years. There you go, Maria. Mop. That's how you spell, <laughs> excuse me, spell that word. Mop. M-O-P. Mop. My friend from Poland is here. Welcome. Wait a second, Betty. What? I thought this video was a premiere last night. Oh, no. What I did was I released the trailer to give you a little preview. But we are live today. We are live. And Cecilia is here. Hey, welcome. Argentina is in the house. The next one is clutter. And I put up on my Instagram a question, a poll, how many people knew clutter? And it looked like about 60% of the people who answered the poll knew clutter. So maybe we don't have to spend a lot of time on clutter. Please let me know in the chat if you know the word clutter. 
just put a yes and we will not spend too long on clutter. But if you look at this room, oh my goodness, it looks like there is a lot of clutter in this room. You can see there is a blender in the front. There's a radio. It looks like there is a sled in the back, a coffee maker, so many things. And that is what we call clutter. There are a lot of Americans, maybe in your country too, where you see something in the store and you're like, oh, I need to buy that. And so you buy it. But then you end up not needing it. And it just collects in your house. It just, you find it in the corners. You find it on the shelves. It's just not needed. And that's what we call clutter. So I have a sentence for you. Clutter. Well, what is it? Clutter is all of the items in your house that you no longer use. Maybe clothes in your closet that you no longer wear. Clutter. It's just things, items, stuff that's in your house that you probably wish was not in your house. And we have a a way to get rid of that stuff. And we have this verb called declutter. Declutter. If you declutter your house, you get rid of those things you no longer use. Declutter. And if we look at if we look at this picture, we back. I don't know what happened there. I pushed a button and then I disappeared, but I think I'm back. I hope that doesn't happen again. We were talking about clutter and then we talked about declutter. Hello, am I there? I'm there. I hope I'm there. No, no, I think it's me, my dance. I think it was me. I just got disconnected. Let's talk about declutter because I am going to pretend that I am still, still live. Looks like I'm live. I'm not sure. If you declutter your house, you get rid of those things you no longer use. Declutter. Declutter. Now let's talk about a couple places where you might have clutter. These are two places in your house. And I'm using the verb here, collect. Collect. Declutter. Declutter. All right, phew, I'm back. I'm back. A couple places in your house are the attic and the garage. And I have a sentence for you. Clutter might collect in your garage or your attic. Where's your garage? Just in case you don't know, the garage is right there. And that is usually the place where you will keep your car. 
You'll protect your car from the rain. You will protect your car from the snow. You'll keep it in your garage. Do you know what happens? A lot of times, at least Americans, will have a garage. We're supposed to put our car in that garage, but then it just gets filled with clutter. It just gets filled with clutter. So there is no place to keep your car. That's not that way at my house. My house, we actually have two garages. We have two of them and we have enough room where we can keep both of the cars. I love the garage in the winter because when it snows, I don't have to clean off my car. Clean off your car. That might be a phrasal verb you're not familiar with, but when it snows and the snow gets on your car, you can clean it off. But luckily, you don't have to worry about cleaning snow off your car when we're talking about spring cleaning. How about the attic? Do you know the attic of your house? If you have a house, it might have an attic, and that is the very top part of your house. A lot of times, people do not live up there, but you can have what's called a finished attic. So people might live up there, but if you look at the ceilings, they will be slanted. A lot of people like to stash items in the attic. The next one, clean out. There's another phrasal verb for you. Clean out. Clean out the fridge. And what might you do if you clean out the fridge? Oh, geez. Fayez, and I know Cecilia knows this. We have a question from Fayez. Don't you have a shed to put clutter away? I do. Before we talk about the fridge, let's talk about my shed. And if you have been a uh, subscriber to the channel for a year or two, two years, my first summer, I started the YouTube channel in 2020. And that first summer, I did some live streams outside and I broke my shed door live. Yeah. If you are a channel member, there's a little emoji you can put in the chat with the broken shed door. Yeah, that was a thing a couple years ago. I do have a shed and the door is broken. And over the winter, it got even more broken. But yeah, I didn't use shed as one of the vocabulary terms, but a shed, big vocabulary word coming, is like a smaller detached garage. If something is detached, it's not connected. So I do have a shed. It's smaller than my garage. And I do have some tools out there. We will talk about some of the tools that are in my shed a little bit later. Harry from China. I'm so glad I was able to teach Harry a new word. Clutter. That's new for me. It's the same as secondhand stuff. 
Okay. Secondhand stuff is different. I'm glad you mentioned that. So during spring cleaning, most people will want to get rid of their stuff. We'll talk about one place that stuff may go, which is a garage sale. But secondhand stuff is the stuff you buy that other people owned. So we'll get to garage sale later, and that is where you can pick up secondhand stuff. Natalia's here. How are you? Welcome. Audie. Did I say hi to Audie? I'm not sure if I did. Hey, Audie. How are you? All right. So when you clean out the fridge, here are a couple new terms for you, I hope. When you clean out the fridge, you throw away half-empty containers, expired milk, and food you no longer eat. Let me read that one more time. When you clean out the fridge, you throw away half-empty containers, expired milk, and food you no longer eat. And I'm sure if you've been studying English for a little while, you know we have the refrigerator. Refrigerator. And that is where you keep stuff cold. You may keep milk in there. You may keep eggs in there. But a lot of Americans will simply say fridge instead of refrigerator, which is pretty long. We'll say fridge. So when you clean out the fridge, you throw away half-empty containers. Is there, is there a typo in there? I went over these to make sure there were no typos. And what do you know? There is a typo there. I fixed it. When you clean out the fridge, you throw away half-empty containers expired milk, and food you no longer eat. Let's talk about what expired milk is. What is that? Expired milk has turned bad or has passed its date. So in the United States, probably where you live too, when you buy milk, there is a date on that milk. In English, we call it the expiration date. That means you need to drink that milk before that date or you got to throw it out. So when you're cleaning out your fridge, you might find a container of milk that has gone bad or turned bad or passed its date. You do not want to drink that milk. It's probably sour, probably sour. Let's take a look at the chat. Make sure there are no burning questions in there. Natalia, hey, Mr. Brent. Do you like to put or hang little stuff in your fridge, like photos or post-its? Yes, I wish I could take a photo of my fridge right now, but you will see some magnets on there. I have a magnet from Hungary that Nori sent me. 
Um, it's been a little while since I've seen Nori, but if she watches this on replay, she sent me a magnet from the country of Hungary, and that is hanging on my fridge. I think there are a couple pictures of my kids on my fridge. Yeah, we do have, we do have some. It's usually my wife that hangs those up there. Good question. Yeah, Betty, that milk is going to be smelly. That expired milk is going to be smelly. All right, Fayez, how can we use sell-by date in a sentence? Hmm. Let's see. I looked at the sell-by date on the milk, and it had expired. How about that? I looked at the sell-by date on the milk, and it had expired. Hope that's a good one for you. What? Dunsnay. Hope I'm saying your name correctly. This is your first time? Welcome. Cuba. Welcome. Love it. Love it. Yeah, sure. Hey, Apple the Frog. You can. If you empty the fridge, and you probably do that when you're cleaning out the fridge. So if you empty the fridge, that means to me you take everything out of the fridge. And that's one thing you might want to do when you're cleaning the fridge. It looks like Mai's dance has dinner waiting. There you go. Enjoy your dinner. Harry's wondering, have I ever drunk expired milk without noticing it? No, I haven't. Not that I know of. I'm, um, I'm very careful when it comes to expired food. So I'll always smell the milk first. I try never to buy two containers of milk. So I always know, I always know when the milk is bad. Now, eggs, on the other hand, I have cracked an egg before and I could just tell the egg was bad. And then I looked at the date on the egg carton and I was like, oh yeah, don't use that egg. Don't use that egg. All right. Good question, Harry. The next one, this one, rubber gloves. If you're cleaning out your fridge or doing work in the kitchen to keep your hands from getting too nasty, you might want to use rubber gloves. That's what those are. Pretty easy, right? They are gloves made out of rubber. But sometimes you might hear rubber gloves called kitchen gloves, all right? Rubber gloves are sometimes called kitchen gloves. I like to wear rubber gloves when I'm cleaning out gross things in the kitchen. I think there will be a part two of this because I just had so many terms and one term I'm not teaching today, but it's to pull out appliances. If you know what that is, perfect. But when you pull out your refrigerator, you probably only do that during spring cleaning and you might find some nasty stuff behind there. I like wearing rubber gloves or kitchen gloves when I have to do that kind of work. 
Rubber gloves. Good stuff there. Rubber gloves. Do you own a pair of rubber gloves? We own one pair of rubber gloves in my house, and they are too small for my hands, but that's okay. I will wear them anyways because I don't want to get my hands all yucky, all dirty, all gross. The next thing you might do if you are spring cleaning is wash the windows. Wash the windows. And the hard part of washing the windows is when you have to wash the outside of the windows. For part two, we are going to be talking about a power washer. And that is what is washing those windows. If you see that hose-like thing that's squirting the water on the windows, we would call that a power washer. And a lot of people power wash their windows during spring cleaning. Here's a sentence for you. I find it hard to wash windows because I tend to leave streaks. I tend to leave streaks. And streaks are those little lines on the window after you wash them. I'm forever wiping them, trying to get rid of the streaks. Please let me know in the comments. Do you wash windows well? Do you wash windows well? Oh, Cecilia says, I'd like to have a power washer. So my brother lives up the street from me. He doesn't live too far from me. And when I first bought this house, we chipped in. Maybe a new phrasal verb there. We chipped in together to buy a power washer. So it's at his house right now, but Jamie, my wife, and I put in half of the money. My brother Ben and his wife put in the other half. We each chipped in and bought a power washer. So I might have to borrow that from him. So I can power wash my windows and I can power wash my house. Absolutely. Power wash. You can also power wash your car. Absolutely. You can power wash the car windows or you can power wash the paint. Now, the scary thing about getting too close with a power washer If it is too strong, it might peel away some of the paint. Phrasal verb, peel away. If you get too close with a power washer, you might peel away some of the paint on your car. Fayez, did you, have you been spying on me? How how did you know? Is that the next one? No, it's coming up. To away, we're going to be talking about gutters. That's a fun word to say, right? Gutters. 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 Wait a second. What? 
We wash windows using newspaper. Betty, doesn't doesn't the newspaper get your windows all black? Interesting. Interesting. Oh, man. Squeegee. That is not something I had planned on um, talking about in English today. But can I find a picture of a squeegee? I think I can. Yeah, so what Danny is talking about hmm, is a squeegee. I think, let me pull up a picture of a squeegee. Can I do that, Danny? Let me see. So I think I now have a lot of pictures up there of squeegees. That is what a squeegee is in English. And it really helps when you're washing windows. You probably won't leave any streaks if you have a squeegee. A lot of gas stations in the United States have squeegees so you can wash your car windows. Nicely done, Danny. Thank you for that one. Squeegee, squeegee. I love doing these live lessons because, yeah, I'm definitely the teacher, but there are so many students in here that are really good English learners. You help me out, so thank you. And I also know there are a lot of English teachers on YouTube, and you are choosing to watch me. So again, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And if you haven't, Know, hit that little like button so other people can find it. Nicely done. All right, let's get back to the lesson. Squeegees, washing windows. How about this one? Sweep the chimney. We don't use clean or wash out. We might use sweep the chimney. Now, the good thing at my house is I don't actually have to sweep my chimney. That would probably mean I had to hire a person to help me clean out my chimney or sweep my chimney. But this is the reason why. Here's the sentence. I don't need to have my chimney swept because I don't have a wood-burning stove. I think that is a pretty complicated sentence, which is why I wrote it on the screen. I don't need to have my chimney swept because I don't have a wood-burning stove. And if you aren't exactly sure what a chimney is, on the left, there is a man working on a brick thing at the top of somebody's house. Well, that brick thing is a chimney. That brick thing is a chimney. One more time. I don't need to have my chimney swept because I don't have a wood burning stove. So the past tense of that verb sweep is swept. And then a wood-burning stove, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a stove that burns wood. Hope that helps there. The next one, clean the gutters. 
And in that picture, on the top of the house, you will have gutters. And a lot of times, leaves will get clogged in the gutters. Now, sometimes people will clean up in the fall or the autumn. In the United States, we say fall. So a lot of people will clean their gutters in the fall. We'll talk about mowing the lawn and raking leaves. That is often done in the fall, which is when I do it. But after I'm done, the wind will come blow all the leaves from my neighbor's lawn onto my lawn. More leaves will fall from the tree after it snows. So a lot of these things are done in the fall and the spring. If you do it in the fall, it's easier in the spring. So, But clean the gutters. And I hope I have a new word for you here. And that word is clogged. If your gutters are clogged, you will need to clean them out or your roof might get water damaged. Clogged. A toilet can get clogged. Clogged is usually when something is stuck in it. You could you could clog your throat. That could be dangerous. If your food um, gets stuck in your throat, We might say it's clogged. Your throat is clogged. Or if you're sick, you might have a clogged throat. Clogged. Things are stuck in a small space. Clogged. Let's check the chat just to make sure. Rise and shine. Emmanuel just woke up. Rise and shine. We sometimes say that. Apple. What's the difference between wash the windows and clean the windows? Not much. Nothing, really. Yeah, my friend from France says a very dangerous to clean the gutters. It is. If you can afford to hire somebody who is trained, who is a professional, it's probably better for them because you need to climb up on a ladder can be very dangerous, can be very dangerous. Mm, That's a good question. How do you call the person who sweeps your chimney? I don't know. Luckily, I don't have to worry about that, but I could ask my friend, my friend, Brian, I know he has to have his chimney swept. So a lot of times I will ask my friends, hey, who do you recommend? Who do you recommend? And they will tell me a person who will do a good job. Hey, who do you recommend to sweep my chimney? No way, Danny. We actually swept our chimney two days ago. And we also had to put on a new chimney cap. That sounds expensive. It had fallen down during a storm last winter. Interesting. Danny, thank you for sharing. Danny, sorry you had to pay money. It sounds expensive. Sounds expensive. Owning a home can be very expensive. 
It's a good investment, though. It's a good investment. Jake, my friend from South Korea, you're not late. You're not late. Um, if you're watching on replay, how are you? If you're listening on the podcast, welcome. Iran is in the house. That is in my top three countries. I would love to visit Iran one day. Come on. Pakistan is right up there too. Wonderful people. I heard it's great to be a guest in Pakistan. Uh Uh-oh. A trickster is in the chat. We need to be careful. Watch out for Modags. Angelo. Hey, so good to see you in here. A postcard is coming your way. A postcard is coming your way, Angelo. All right. I sent it out, I think, yesterday or the day before. Back to the lesson. Let's do this. Let's get rid of that. Let's change this. I hope this is a new term for you. Junk drawer. Yes, that is an English term. Most American families have junk drawers. I'm wondering if you have a junk drawer. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's exactly what it looks like. It's a drawer. And you can see two pictures of drawers there. You might keep spices in a drawer. You might keep forks and knives in a drawer. Well, you might also have a junk drawer in your kitchen. And the drawer on the left, the one with all the wires, is actually my junk drawer in my kitchen. We have a lot of old wires in there. And for spring cleaning, what I need to do is clean out that junk drawer. Please let me know in the chat, do you have a junk drawer? Could be in your kitchen. Could be in your bedroom. If you have a lot of junk or if you have a lot of clutter, maybe you have more than one drawer full of junk. Please let me know in the chat. Do you have a junk drawer? A drunk drawer. Not a not a drunk drawer. Cool. That's a tongue twister. Let's practice shadowing this sentence here. I will slow down. A junk drawer is often found in the kitchen. A junk drawer is often found in the kitchen. See, how many people have junk drawers in here? Radu, I I have a junk drawer. I have a billion wires in there. Well, sounds very much like, like my junk drawer. Sounds very much like my junk drawer. Angelo, I have seen pictures of Angelo's office. He seems very organized. That is the opposite of having a lot of clutter, a lot of junk organized. It's what, um, if we take a look at the declutter picture, that's what we could say about this here. This person is very organized. And I think Angelo's office is very organized. It is free of declutter of clutter. Angelo probably never has to declutter his office. 
There you go, Jake. Jake has a junk drawer. Yeah, I think most people probably has have a junk drawer. Human, definitely, we have a junk drawer. There we go. Emmanuel, is there any word to describe a person who you hired to work in your house just for a day or when in need? Yes. Now, in English, we are trying to get rid of gender when it comes to jobs. Okay. So instead of fireman, because it has man in it, you might hear firefighter. Instead of policeman, you might hear police officer. But I think the term that I would use here, it still has man in it, man in it. And it is a handyman. A handyman. I mean, it's probably going to be a guy, not always, but probably going to be a guy who will sweep your chimney, who will clean out your gutters, who will fix your shed door. A handyman. You just hire them for a day or two to do odd jobs around the house. So odd jobs, small little jobs that one person can do. Like I said, maybe you need your stairs fixed. Maybe you need your shed door repaired. Maybe you need a small part of your roof fixed. You could hire a handyman to do odd jobs around the house. Good question. Okay, awesome. Radu. Now a contractor. A contractor would be a person who does bigger jobs. So if you need your whole roof replaced, those little things on the roof we call shingles. So if you need your whole roof replaced, if you're building on another part of your house, we might call that an addition, an addition, you would hire a contractor. A contractor takes care of big jobs. Handyman, small, little, odd jobs. Hope that helps. Great, great question. Contractor versus handyman. What is this? Audie. Nice. Audie has sent me a couple videos. He seems like a very clean person also. Yeah. A handyman could work in the home or could work around the home, like outside of the home. Yeah. It's exactly junk drawer to messy drawer. Um, let's see, uh, outsource instead of hiring. I would stick with hiring because outsource is usually what a business does. So let's say the business is pretty big. A business is going to have to pay its employees, but maybe they don't want to write out the checks Maybe they don't want to have to deal 
with payroll, they could outsource that job. So a different, a different business would take care of their payroll. Payroll is paying the employees. So my YouTube channel, I edit all of my videos, but if I didn't want to edit anymore, I could outsource that. Meaning I would pay an editor to edit my videos. So outsourcing is more of a business. How about that? Not people, not individuals. Well, Marco, I am glad you're back. Arone is here. Okay, maybe Radu. Outsourcing, that's a great definition. Outsourcing is when somebody different from you hires people on your behalf, as far as I'm aware. Yes, they could. So outsourcing is when a business pays other people to do part of their work. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. All right. Back to the lesson. We did all of these. We were, we were right here. Garage sale. I don't know if this is just an American thing or not. A garage sale. But when you have so much stuff, so much junk, what you can do is have a garage sale at your house. Let's say you are decluttering your house and you have a lot of items you bought that you no longer want. You can have a garage sale. And that is when you open your garage, you put all of that junk up, excuse me, all of that stuff in your garage and other people will come and look at your junk. I mean, your precious items and buy them from you. Garage sale. Let's look at an example, example sentence here. Yard sales and rummage sales are the same as garage sales. So you might hear a yard sale. You might hear a rummage sale. It's all the same thing. It's when a person has cleaned their house. They have items they no longer want, but someone might want it. And they will have a garage sale. For example, my wife and my son cleaned out the garage this week and there was an old bike in there. It was too small for my son. He had gotten too big. The bike was too small. So we didn't have a garage sale. My wife just put out on Facebook, Hey, does anybody want the bike? And somebody came and picked up that bike. So we didn't have a garage sale. We didn't have enough items for a garage sale. But a lot of times when people have small children and those small children get bigger, they might have a lot of clothes that they no longer need. They might have a garage sale. And garage sales are when people can pick up secondhand items. 
we talked about secondhand items earlier. So secondhand items are items that people owned, but you bought. And kids' clothes are the perfect example because if you've ever had any children, you know kids grow so quickly. You need to buy them new clothes every six months. You can get secondhand clothes. Hope that helps. We're going to talk about the verb rummage in just a minute. It's a pretty interesting Look at this. It's a pretty interesting word, I think. Yes, rummage can also be a verb. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Rummage around. But be careful when you use rummage. Let's talk about it now. Ah, my dance. I thought you were going to dinner. I don't have a garage. I don't have a garage sale because I live in an apartment. Yeah, a lot of times people will just put the items on their lawn or their driveway, and you can call it a yard sale. You can call it a garage sale, even if you don't have a garage, or you can call it a rummage sale. Um, Regis, sometimes there is no difference. What's the difference between clean and clean out? Hey, I'm going to go clean the garage. Hey, I'm going to go clean out the garage. Sometimes there is no difference. Hey, can you clean the fridge? Hey, can you clean out the fridge? Just like the phrasal verb gas up. Hey, I'm going to go put gas in my car. Hey, I need to go gas up. Sometimes we'll just stick a preposition at the end of a verb and call it good. I'm going to go clean out my room. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Hope that helps. Clean up. Yeah. Jeez. Mode eggs. Welcome, man. Glad to see you here. Right. Clean up. Hey, can you clean up your room? Hey, can you clean your room? There is no difference. If you say I'm going to clean out my room, it might be a little bit of a deeper clean. We talked about deep cleaning before. So you might actually have items you will take out of your room, but not always, not always. All right, the next one, Freddie, we do that in each village every year. We close all the roads in order to be able to put our junk along the sidewalks to allow people to buy your junk. Oh, interesting. And in the United States, There is one week in the spring where if you have big items, the city trash trucks will come and take those items for free. A lot of times you have to pay money to take them to the dump. I've talked about dump in one English lesson before. I can't remember. But the dump is the part of the town where all of the trash goes. Now, we just talked about rummage. Rummage. It's a great word. I think it comes from the French. It must, right? So when you rummage through something, 
you look at many items in a bunch. You might rummage in a pile of books looking for the right one. So there is rummage. We will make that big. That man, he could be at a rummage sale. And it looks like he's rummaging through the items to see if he wants to buy any of them. But be careful when you rummage through things, you're not being that careful. Those items probably aren't going to break if you rummage through something. You probably wouldn't rummage through a bunch of apples. You might damage them if you do. So when you use the verb rummage, you are looking through things, but you're not being that careful because those items probably won't break, right? Rummage, it's a, it's a difficult verb because you just can't rummage through everything. If you rummage through vegetables, you're probably going to damage them. You don't want to rummage through items that are made out of glass. Yeah, you'll probably break them. Be careful. So rummaging, you don't care. You're just like, man, I need to find this book. Maybe, oh. Now I know people like Angelo and Audie, you are too clean for this. But if you have a pile of clothes in the corner of your room and you've lost your phone, you might rummage through those clothes looking for your phone. I mean, clothes, they're not going to break. You can't break a shirt, can you? No, you could tear a shirt, but you're just rummaging through the clothes looking for your phone. That can happen. That can happen. Rummage, any questions? My man, Angelo, a super chat. Thank you so much. You're a remarkable English teacher, Brent. Now, that means a lot. Angelo has been with the channel for over two years. One of the first channel members. Thank you so much. I got a little something here for you. Where is it? Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. It helps out. I might be buying a new camera here pretty soon. I'm not sure. Trading in my old one and getting a new one and... That will help. Angelo, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It is so nice um, when people do things like that, a super chat, because it's like, oh, I'm doing a good job. Thank you so much. Angelo, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, I'm happy that I, I am sending Angelo out a postcard. It's a postcard that looks like this. Right there. Postcard that looks like that. I'm sending him one but he did not have to do that for that postcard. I just did that because uh, Angelo's been so nice to the channel over the years. He has given a few super chats, so thank you so much. Let's see. I wonder if I can do this. I think I can give away a postcard. I have a postcard here. I would love to... Um, Send somebody a postcard. 
think I can do it. Let's see. Mm. I've done it before. I know I have. Hmm. Please. I just got to find the... Uh... All right. It's taking a little too long. We got a few more to, to draw. Let's see. All right. All right. I would like to give a postcard away, but I'm not sure if I can do it. Um, how about this? Um, leave, uh, leave the word postcard somewhere in the chat, and I will try to find someone at random and give them a postcard. Just, just put the word postcard somewhere in the chat and I'll, I'll pick one in a couple minutes. How about that? All right. The next one rummage leaf blower, leaf blower. This can be very helpful. If you need to clean up your yard, this can be helpful in the fall and this can be helpful in the spring. I still have a few leaves in my yard that I need to get rid of. I see some postcards coming in. I will pick one person here in a minute, Yulia. I will try to do it at random and I will try to do it next week too. Postcard. All right. Um, A leaf blower can be very helpful in getting rid of leaves. And you know what else? Lawn mowers. Now, there are two types of lawnmowers in that picture. The one on the left, you can see a person is riding on that lawnmower. We would call that a riding lawnmower. Riding lawnmower. Okay. Riding lawnmower. And the one on the right would be what I have. Push mower. You have to push it. So the one on the right is a push mower. The one on the left, we would call a riding lawnmower. Hope that helps. Just in case you need to know what lawnmowers are in English, you can have riding lawnmowers and you can have push mowers. Another thing you might also do is you might rake the leaves, rake the leaves. So rake can be a verb. You can rake leaves or it can be a noun. And it's the thing you use to rake leaves. And that is a rake. I have a feeling most people Most people know that. You might need some work boots. If you're doing some spring cleaning outside, some work boots. Yeah. Those can come in very handy. Work boots. Here's a sentence 
for rake the leaves. I rake the bulk or the majority of my leaves during the fall. So the bulk or the majority can be used as another way to say most. So I rake the bulk or the majority of my leaves in the fall. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. All right, let me look through here. Freddie Wolf, you get a postcard, my friend. You were the first postcard that I saw. So I think, are you on Discord? If you're on Discord or check me out on Instagram, send me a private message. I don't want you to have to put your address here. So Freddie Wolf, find me on Discord or Instagram. Speak English with this guy. All right. And next week I'll do another postcard giveaway. How about that? Work boots. Eye protection. Ear protection. That's what we might call those things right there. Ear protection or earmuffs. But if you are working with heavy machinery, you might want some ear protection. You don't want to damage your ears. Ear protection. Eye protection. You can also use eye protection. You only have two eyes. You don't want to lose those things. Goggles are one type of eye protection. Goggles. And you can see the woman on the right. She is what she is wearing what we would call goggles. I think the man on the left is probably just wearing some some protective glasses. We would call those protective glasses. She is actually wearing goggles. So if you are going outside, all kinds of protection you can use. Boots, just in case you drop something on your feet. Ear protection, so you don't lose your hearing. And eye protection, so you don't lose your eyesight. Don't want to do that. Safety first. Betty. It's exactly what we're talking about. Safety first. Hey, if you saw this past week, I did 10 English phrasal verbs on keeping yourself safe. Safety first. Uh, great question. Alex, what's the difference between earbuds and ear protection? Earbuds in English, they go inside your ears. They are very small. I don't have my earbuds on me, but ear protection, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's designed to protect your ears. What I'm wearing right now, I would call headphones. They are not going to protect my ears. But this person right here, or this item right here, like it's probably not going to be playing music 
it's probably going to be protecting your ears. Did Bob the Canadian say that? Safety first? If you don't know Bob the Canadian, check him out. Wait, Radu, come wait a second. (laughs) I cannot condone that. Profits first, (laughs) safety second. That sounds like something they would say on The Simpsons or something. Is that where that came from? The Simpsons? Prop making money before the safety of your employees? I would not like to work for Radu. Luckily, there's a smiley face there. Luckily, there's a smiley face right there. Semra, welcome from Turkey. Great lesson. It seems like people know this lesson is over. And it is. Thank you, Letitia. Thank you, Cecilia. I hope it was an amazing lesson. That is uh, awesome for you to join me. I do want to give one more shout out to Angelo. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you to everyone who joined me for this lesson, either on replay or live now or on the podcast. I know there are a lot of English teachers you can watch on YouTube. And it means a lot that you are watching me here now. It's your first time here. I'm glad to see you. So I need to get going. I hope you have Maria. Thank you, Danny. Whoa. Eardrum. Radu, before we go, there's another English vocabulary word. Radu, thank you. Eardrum. Did you say busted? Yeah, you can say burst, bust your eardrum. That is when something really loud damages your ear. The inside of your ear, we might call the eardrum. So, Radu, thank you. It's almost like we have extra English teachers in here. Fayez, thank you. Alex, thank you all so much. We will see you. Hey, I don't know, Apple. I think I answered a couple. I don't know where your question is. But next week, we will get together maybe in the middle of the week. I have about 10 more terms we didn't have time for today for spring cleaning. So there will be a part two at some point. Thank you all so much. See you soon. Adios, amigos.